Unconditional love is your ability to love the other person without having any expectations for them, without wanting to change. You accept them as they are with all their drawbacks. And you actually appreciate them for who they are. You appreciate even the differences that you guys have. Hey there guys, welcome to another episode of the Winners Podcast, a podcast on business, mindset and growth. And today with us, we have Roman Mironov, who is a relationship coach and also a life coach. Thanks for coming on the Winners Podcast. Roman, how are you doing today? Hey, Jason. It's, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me and it's, it's an honor. That's great. Nice having you on the Winners Podcast. How's things going on on your side? You know, I'm fantastic. I just took a cold shower for 10 minutes and I'm, I feel like really, really, really powerful to be, to be honest. Oh, that's great. And this pandemic has caused like a lot of tension and other disturbing consequences. What has been like more disturbing in it for you? Uh, I think the worst thing for me is that I... I live in Canada and uh, I have a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of family back in Russia. This is where I originally come from and I can't go see them at this point. So I miss them a lot and you now it's just uh, it's painful. Yeah, that's really true. on all countries and places actually With all like the social distancing, the stay at home, has it created more relationships or has broken more of them? Uh, I think it's actually breaking more relationships. That's true because exactly people are staying home, spending too much time together and all kinds of problems that they used to, you know, like sweep under the rug. All those problems, they start coming out because people just are exposed to each other more. They, they tend to, you know, to think more about their expectations for the other person rather than about appreciations. So that's when those expectations actually backfire. And you, as you mentioned, the expectations, how do you like get those expectations? What do you know? Okay, I expect this from this person. How do you know what to actually expect from the other partner so you can limit yourself getting into these clashes? Hmm. I mean, if you're talking about criteria for choosing a partner, it's a good thing to, you know, think about your previous relationships, think about what worked and what didn't, and come up with a list of, let's say, 10 down things that you would like to have in a person in your ideal partner. How about that? Yeah, I think that's great. Actually, like discussion. I think that's a part where a lot of people don't 
actually follow because people just meet. It goes out from there without even knowing the other person. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's very important to for to have a good relationship. It's important to know yourself what you want and actually know. Yeah, get to know the other person really, really well, so that you you know you, you have a great foundation to start with, and then you build from there. Yeah, that's actually a good point. And how do you actually approach someone or build a relationship? With someone maybe it's not like dating or how do you actually build a relationship with someone you know uh the basic premise is to experience and actually practice unconditional love see most people they never get to experience that because they come into a relationship expecting the other partner, their partner to meet their needs. And then they say, okay, when you meet my needs, when you meet my expectations, so you take a step forward and I take a step forward, right? But this doesn't bring real fulfillment in a relationship because this, this love is conditional and you can never rely on that sort of love because it's the love. But, you know, what if your partner stops giving you that love? What happens to you? You're not getting it anymore. And now here's, here's the thing. If you practice unconditional love and you give love first, that's when you feel it every time. You don't need to depend on your partner for love. You give it to them and then you feel it. And that's the best, like the best type of love that you can feel. Like imagine an infant, a a very, very small kid. We love them just for who they are. We don't have any expectation. With practicing unconditional love for your partner. You feel it when you give it. And then you also make your partner happy and when they are happy you are happy as well and the third thing that's beautiful about unconditional love is that the partner will also reciprocate because when they see that you love them unconditionally and you you don't expect much of them they will open up you will even heal whatever psychological trauma that they carry you will help them and they will reciprocate. They will love you in the same way. I think that's a better way or the best way to actually enclose yourself in a relationship with someone. And you spoke a lot about this unconditional love. What actually is the unconditional love? Conditional? Unconditional, unconditional love. Unconditional, yes. Unconditional love is your ability to love the other person without having any expectations for them, without wanting to change them. You accept them as they are with all their drawbacks. And you actually appreciate them for who they are. 
you appreciate even the differences that you guys have and you like yeah you treasure those differences because you realize that without the differences your relationship will be boring there won't be any sexual polarity and there won't be any synergy because if you're the same there is just no excitement in the relationship so that's why you want to love the other person for who they are without expectations and without wanting to change them. That's unconditional love. I guess that's a perfect conditional love. And, you know, getting into a relationship is one part and maintaining it is another. So how can one maintain a relationship? Well, first of all, the basic idea is again, unconditional love. If, if you practice it, your relationship will be in a great shape. But if we go into more specific details, I would say that you need to make sure that you keep communicating. Don't, don't hold on to your resentments. Let go of resentments and don't give your partner the silent treatment. So keep talking. And if you make it a habit to have a deep conversation with your partner every day, let's say for 30 minutes, at least for 30 minutes, and do that every day, you will build a family or you know, just a, a ritual or tradition for the two of you. And this will keep the lines of communication open which is very important for the relationship. And the other thing, you need to avoid conflict. And one very practical way to do this is to actually put off any argument until, let's say, Saturday. So during the week, you write down any, any complaints that you have and you don't say them right away. You put them all off until saturday okay. on saturday you get out of your house you go to a cafe you sit down with your partner and you let them share their complaints that they collected during the week you listen to them you acknowledge them and then it's your turn you voice your complaint and by doing that you are able to you know, really concentrate in this negativity inside that one hour that's outside of your house. And this helps you to have a week that's basically free from any argument. And this is very, very healthy for any relationship. There you go. I guess that actually works out in maintaining relationships. And you spoke well of communication. As people always say, communication is a key in relationships. Is that actually like the main future in relationships, the communication aspect? The main aspect is love. And again, it's unconditional love. And if we go into, into like details, yes. Communication is, is really, really key because communication is like, you know, blood flowing. Like, yeah, the blood flow of your relationship. If, if it stops, the relationship dies. Just like if your blood flow stops, 
as a like as a human being, you're all you die as well. So talk, yeah, talking is important. Just like just like I said, the worst thing that people can do in a relationship is to give each other this the silent treatment, because then the communication stops. And and the problem with this is that it's it starts to feel natural not to talk to each other after the silent treatment. And the couple gets into this habit of not talking to each other. And it just, you know, builds from there like a snowball. And they, they, that's how they end up not, not talking to each other for, for months and even for years. All they talk about is, you know, just like basic stuff like taking care of the house, getting the groceries. So it's really become, the communication becomes trans. In, in it and also why is it important to build or maintain these relationships why are relationships that important in the human aspect of us important because love is one of the basic human needs there are there are four basic human needs stability variety love and significance so love is one of them. And <clears throat> we can't really love, we can't really live without love because we need, we need people around us. We need a, a partner to share our, our life experiences because you know, when we share them, we feel uh, much happier. We feel much happier. And so it's, it's really, really a, a, deep, a deep desire within us to be, to be loved and to feel love. But the problem is that relationships are difficult. You know that. They're challenging. And most people are afraid of this. So they settle. They settle and they, instead of, you know, going into a relationship, growing together, despite the challenges, despite the pain, despite the struggle, they prefer the safer option, which is just connecting to, to their, like, friends or maybe relatives. The love is just too scary for many people. And that's, that's really, really sad, you know, saddens me a lot. Yeah, that's actually true. A lot of people are kind of afraid of taking out risks to go out, to be in a relationship with someone. And what is your work as a relationship coach? Uh, you know, mostly I help people find love. I help people repair a broken relationship like, a marriage that's going down the hill. Yeah, these are yeah, these are the two types. And yeah, the third type is is people who went through a painful breakup, let's say through a divorce, and then I help them recover and get back to the dating world. I think that's a very good initiative to take up like relationship coaching. And how long have you been into relationship coaching and why do you actually choose relationship coaching because I know other like other kind of like coaches are not that much intuitive and more like intermediate because a business coach you don't get that deep into knowing a lot about people so why do you choose like relationship coaching and for how long have you been doing it okay so um I went through a painful divorce in 2014 uh, and I was I did not have any relationship or dating skills at that point because and the, that was exactly why I actually lost my marriage. 
my wife filed for a divorce because I wasn't present enough. I focused on work too much and I really neglected my relationship with her and my son. So I lost my marriage. After that, I realized that I needed, I needed to improve this area of my life because I wanted to create the second family. So I started to learn, you know, relationships, dating, and uh, gradually I acquired these skills. I, I put myself out there, I dated, and I created a few relationships along the way. And I realized that actually now I have this, this you know, knowledge of dating and relationships that I can share with people. Plus, I can I, I can relate to what people are going through because I was I was married, then I went through this painful breakup, and then I went through years of dating and you know short-term and long-term relationships. Plus, I've always been a fan of self-improvement. I've always been a fan of Tony Robbins, for example. And I, I, really, I also wanted to help people improve their lives, just in general, have a happier lifestyle. And that's when all these things came together and I became a coach. So I've been doing this for about five or six years now. Well, that's a real great and long journey. And the motive actually getting into relationship coaching, I think that's the kind of motive which people, it actually pushes people to move into like, that kind of self-discovery because it's mostly known like you actually learn more about yourself when you've like lost something or when you stopped like doing something. And is there a need for relationship coaches now or let me say in, in the future? Yeah. Yeah. I think people do need relationship coaching a lot now because actually, you know, relationships and marriage like uh, like a concept is is quite under pressure because you know f- yeah first of all just, just just as we talked in the beginning because of the pandemic people are spending more time together and uh, they have more that, that creates more opportunity to to get you know pissed with each other that's one reason and and the other reason it it became so easy you know with like things like dating apps, it became so easy to find, to find a partner. Well, let's say not easy, but you have more options. And by having more options, you feel that you can, you know, switch partners very easily. And that's why relationships tend to become less long-term. And that's why, that's why, that's the other reason people need relationship coaching because they, they want to keep their relationship strong at the, on the one hand, but in the current environment, it's, it's not that easy. Yes, that's actually true. People actually need relationship coaches as well as life coaches, business coaches, because I think that, that, that touch or that human feeling I've gone through this and this is what I have to tell you about this. I think it will give them more insight about it. Am I correct? It's good to have someone to have you because this builds this relationship between you. And yeah, you, this helps you build this bond. 
between you that keeps the like keeps coaching alive it's uh, it is really helpful yeah yeah that's true and since this podcast is on business too let's talk about relationship in the business world does the way of building relationships in life apply to in the business world or in the corporate world yeah that's absolutely it's all about relationships and just like i was saying well, let's take unconditional love it works in, in an intimate relationship and when it comes to business it means that you you want to serve your clients in a way that they feel they feel great after talking to you after engaging with you because like you are you're appreciating them you show them appreciation you show that you can go an extra mile for them you want to give more than you're paid for that's a, that's the principle of like giving to get just right there yes what it says actually true and why is relationship building important in business it's important because people actually prefer to buy from people who they know and from people who are like real people not robots so when let's say your your client knows you well they are more likely to buy from you because they like you and in the same way when you know your client well you can serve serve them better because you know like their pain and how how you can help them exactly so that makes the relationship stronger and you know what one thing that i think about often is that today we have so many options like let's say if you if you're looking for a relationship coach online you'll have, have like you know a gazillion of options and how do you choose from them it's difficult right but yeah. when you have uh when someone tells you that they have a good relationship coach that they know would get a relationship coach and they introduce you to that coach you already start building a relationship with them and that relationship makes you feel more uh, like more secure about that coach component like someone recommended or like your friend recommended that coach to you it makes a difference there you go yeah that's absolutely true i think that that kind of bonding business is perfectly the way to actually go on with business and is there a need for like the top ceo executive or maybe the shareholder of a company to be in that good friendly and frequent relationships with other people in the company like um, say in general of course the management does need to keep good relationships with with employees so that like they realize that they're they are in the same boat they all pulling to to the same direction and they are they're all in this together so <clears throat> it it's like it's about things like having a mission statement for the company for the entire company so if you want to to create a mission statement that everyone buys into including 
including like janitors, it's important to have that, like everyone approve, review and approve that mission statement and really engaging creating that mission state. So this is where a, relation, a good relationship comes in. If the management has great relationships with employees, then it will engage employees in, in creating this mission statement. And that's when you'll get uh, great buy-in across the entire company. That's actually a good point because I think uh, in most companies where there are relationships, it actually helps in productivity and helps to bond the company together. And we have, oh, I guess you can notice most entrepreneurs are either single or already in long relationships with some actually saying it's better starting up like as an entrepreneur when you're single. Why, why does this myth exist? Do you mean it's, it's best to start a business when you're single? That's like the myth of most people getting into business because most people, they are like, okay, I better prefer getting into business. I don't have no other like issue I'm, I have to handle, like a relationship and that. Why does the myth exist? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I think you said it. So m maybe those people who want to get into a business because th th in this sense, they just want to focus. They just to focus single-handedly on, on that business rather than thinking about creating a relationship because they don't want to, to be like divided between the, the two different areas. That, that's what they want. But um, I, I would say that, uh, you know, when you have a great intimate relationship in your life, it can be a great help when it comes to business because when, when you feel like, just like I mentioned, love is an important need. And when our need for love is fulfilled, in an intimate relationship, it means that we have more energy to actually go and kick ass in our business. Yes, that's actually true. You actually made a good point there. And people getting to concentrate. And you being a coach all this while, what has been the specific problem you have noticed with people who are very much secluded or don't know how to build relationships? What is the problem that always come up to you for? Yeah, yeah. People do come to me with the, the, with this kind of problem, and normally, I, I believe that they they cannot beat other people because they're not socially active enough. They don't have this, you know, proactive perspective. They don't have a proactive mindset when it comes to meeting other people. So they just normally sit at home and they don't meet anyone. So what I I usually recommend is to become more proactive and actually. Put yourself out there, talk to other people, see who you like, use dating apps more, even though they might feel brutal. And, you know, j just get more, more socially active. And when a person is secluded, there, there is really, really little opportunity to, to meet other people. So th th that's key. That's key. Just uh, oftentimes it's just a numbers game. You meet, let's say, 50 people, then you date 10 out of them, you like three of them, and then you end up in a relationship with one of them. 
So it's, let's say, a funnel, 50 to 1. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Because sometimes it may be that difficult in getting someone you have to spend your whole life with. And you mentioned dating apps. Uh, those dating apps are the best opportunity for people who want to get into relationships or to settle down with other people? I would say that they are a part of, of the mix, an important part, especially now in the pandemic. But you also want to be, to be active socially, like going to different meetups, just you know, talking to strangers. Then you want to like talking to people in your gym and just uh, being active on social media and hitting up people that you like, people that you feel you can connect to, connect with. There you go. You can use all, all those other channels as well. Yes, actually, so dating apps have been like the talk of the time, especially with the internet coming up and all these amazing things happen with Tinder and other apps which people get to engage themselves on. And has the internet been very helpful in building these relationships or has the internet actually crossed a lot of relationships? Because as well as the internet has done a lot of good to join people together, the internet has also caused like some kind of breakups between people. And what is your stand on that? Well, I agree with you, Jason, because it, it did different things for everyone. Yes, for some people, it makes it possible to build a relationship. Let's say people are now capable of having a long distance relationship, you know, with all the video chatting and like VR technology coming up, it's, it's become so much easier. You, you can actually enjoy a, a, an, an online relationship, a long distance relationship now. But yeah, at the same time, let's say people are are on social media so much time, they don't, let's say, spend enough time in their real, real relationship. They are not present enough. And so their partner might break up with them for that reason. Yeah, very simple. And also, so it's a, it's a big distraction in a relationship. And on the other hand, social media, like really, let's say for women, Women get a lot of a lot of guys hitting them up on social media, so it's very it's very easy to like to fall into the trap. Let, let's say a woman is in a relationship, and she she has all these options. She has so many options because all all those guys are hitting her are hitting her up all the time, and she knows that. Well, I can actually I could like drop my current relationship anytime because there is a line of guys lining up for you know, to take me on a date. So it becomes easier to, to break up for her. There you go. Yeah, yes, that's actually true. I think the internet has done a lot of like harm, a lot of good, and some sort of like mixed blessing as I call it. And for people who have maintained years of companionship in dating or in marriage, they must have some reason for that. And what bonds them this way? You know, uh, one thing that bonds them is definitely the rituals that they have developed. Let's say they like take a walk every day at the same time. Plus, they've built this deep connection between each other by having these deep conversations. So, and 
you know, they, they and overall, it just built a lifestyle that they they both enjoy and a lifestyle where they are interdependent. So they they just you know like being together, and they they can't imagine their lifestyle without the other person. There you go. Yeah, that's true. It's that bond of being together, being close to the other person, and as you mentioned before, this the unconditional love aspect must be in it too. And this question may seem a little bit odd, but what do you think is the best age or the perfect age for someone to start engaging themselves into some kind of like dating relationships? Wow, I think first of all, it's different for everybody. I I started. I think I think I started quite late. I was I was around 21 when I started dating seriously. I think that that's late. I would say I would say like 18 18 years is is a pretty good age to do that for yeah for for for, for a guy. Maybe for a girl it's a little bit earlier. Let's say 17. Just off the top of my head, I never thought about that. Yeah, that's true because. I guess that question it varies very differently in all countries, by the way, too. I guess. Yeah. Right. And I hope I guess to be enjoying this episode. So, how could people reach out to you? Is there some website, social media, or contact info where people could get to you? Maybe to read your resources, to get one-on-one with you for coaching, or any other advice you have. Yeah, um, I, I would love I would love our listeners to to go to my website, which is romanmiranov.com, spelled as R O M A N M I R O N O V dot com. Hit the contact tab and contact me for a free session. And if you mention that you're coming off Jason's podcast, I'll be happy to give you a thirty percent discount. Well, that would be great. And I'll be putting it down in the footnotes of the episode. So you guys go head over there and you guys will get a discount from this episode if you mention you're from the Winners Podcast. And one last question before we end this. What do you think the future of relationship bonding will look like? Is it more of in the virtual world, over the internet, maybe dating apps, social media, or in the physical world as it had been in the past? Wow, that's a good question. I think virtual reality will change our relationships a lot because long distance relationships will will become even more more popular because it will be so much so much easier to actually like to to, to see the other person not just on a screen but in this virtual reality setting and it will will really be a dramatic improvement of how our long distance relationships work. Yeah, I guess that will be real true because a lot of advancements are done in technology, which extend into all fields, business, jobs, careers, and even relationships. And as I said, virtual reality is a very nice initiative, which is coming up and will help a lot of people like in distant relationship. And I yes. guess that'll be all for now for this episode. Hope you guys listened to all what was heard. Hope you guys have some like lessons you've taken down. And you can also reach out to Roman's website, romanmironov.com. And you get this kind of from the relationship coaching and you get to like meet him one-on-one. And are you like on social media if they could reach out to you too? 
Yeah, absolutely. If if your listeners go to my website, they they will see all the links to my social media, my Instagram, my YouTube, and whatnot. That's great. I hope you guys got that. R O M A N M I R O N O V dot com, romanmironov.com, and you guys get all the resources you need for your relationships. Hope you have a nice day, Roman. Yes, thank you so much, Jason. It's been it's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Hey there, guys. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the Winners Podcast, which is a podcast on business, mindset, and good. And as Roman Mironov said, it's all about unconditional love because that's a love which you won't expect anything from the other person. So I actually think if you build a relationship on unconditional love, you won't be expecting the material, the financial, or the mutual benefits which you actually get from the person, but you'll be loving that person just for the fact that you don't expect anything back from the person. And he awesome the whole podcast in just that statement. Hope you guys took that as an advice. Hope you guys learned some lessons from these discussions we had. I'll also be bringing up other guests and other episodes which will actually help you to build your mindset into the mind of a winner. Hope you guys share this. Hope you guys like it. And check us out on our social media pages. We just want to win on all social media platforms. Hope you guys stay safe. Go out there and keep winning.